Sup? It's Alex Keller. I'm Mike Harding. And this is the Filmtastic Voyage. Welcome everybody. Hey, good evening, or maybe good morning, or maybe uh, good afternoon. Konnichiwa. It is the Filmtastic Voyage. We're here again. It's uh, episode 102. Hey, we made it. That means that 102, fun fact, stands for 102. There should be a bonus that you get from the government. Like, it's like a friendship bonus. If you've made over 100 <laughs> episodes of a podcast with your friend... Uh, you should get a tax break mm. or just like just a bonus lump sum. Of, Not in Trump's America. Of $20,000. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Yeah. Uh, listen, everybody. We know the, oh, uh, the, uh, you know how like YouTube, when you get like 500,000 subscribers, they send you like a little trophy. The Let Me Listen Podcast Network should send us like a fucking trophy. Hey, Let Me Listen Podcast Network. Why don't you send us a trophy? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's that time. All right. I think, you know, I, I literally think that we are the only, and this is not me saying anything bad about this, but on the Let Me Listen podcast network, I believe all the other podcasts have my brother, it's like my brother's podcasts, and then we're like the weird, we're like the weird uh, <laughs> people with our podcasts. Well, either way, it's all nepotism. Yeah. Hey, that's right. Harding Central. Harding City Central. Hey, everybody. I didn't mention this the last time, but I'm all clean shaven again. Huh? If you watch the video podcast on YouTube's.coms, you could see that with your eyes. That's right. And you could see my beard, which I'm not shaven, and nor will I ever. Because my face looks gross under it. Well, you look very dapper and handsome with that beard there, Alex. Thank you. So, um, what I did is I filmed something, which I'm not going to tell you what it is, because, hey... What's the point of that? Am I right? You're the new Batman? I am the new... I am Batman. Uh, how great would that be? What, being Batman? Just transition your career into playing Batman? Like, it'd be cool if you were nobody and then you were Batman, I guess. But, like, it's a lot of pressure, though. Be like Warner Brothers being like, we want a Hollywood unknown to be our next Bruce Wayne. We so want some non-actor to be Batman. <laughs> all these all these fuckwads go to some open casting call. Like it's like you walk in on accident to like the Warner Brothers office. You got like half a half a burrito dripping out of your mouth, and like you, you sir, and you're just like, huh, you know, classic underdog tale of just getting. He sweet. just needs fifty pounds of muscle added to his his physique, and he can do it. It's always those classic stories of like some guy was in some store with someone else, and like some guy like looked at someone or said something. It's like, you young man, you're our newest star. Yeah. I hear that's what happened with Hayden Christensen. Really? I hear that. Or rather, well, no, he was in movies before episode two, but I'm fairly certain it was something where he didn't want to even audition for episode two, and his girlfriend at the time was like, no, go down there and audition, because he was kind of a nobody back then, I right? Mean, that's, well, continue on. But then his girlfriend was like, go down and audition for episode two. So then he went down there and auditioned and got the part. I hope and, that's his wife now. 
Ex-wife. That'd be sweet. Ex-wife. Really? No, I don't know. Oh, don't be so <laughs> pessimistic. Um, similar thing happened, actually. So some actor was sleeping on Mark Hamill's couch and was like, hey, man, you should go and you should audition for this new movie I heard about. It's called Star Wars. George Lucas. You know George Lucas from American Graffiti? He's making this new movie. It's like Space Shit. You want to go try, uh, try out for it? You know who the actor was? Robert Englund. Robert Englund? Who's that? Freddy Krueger, man. Oh, they were roommates? No, he was crashing his Oh, couch. he was just crashing it. Hey, Mark Hamill. <laughs> You know what you should do. Yeah, in the makeup, he's just like, he was like, nah, 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 in nah, nah, ten nah, years, nah. I'm gonna be a horror movie icon. You'll see. <laughs> well, it's probably one of those deals where this guy told what was it, Rob England, yeah, Robert, Robert England. England, Robert England told Mark Hamill, "Hey, you should audition for Star Wars. Like, you know, it's a star. It's a they need like a leading guy. Blah blah. blah. You could probably be the look." And then ten years after that, Mark Hamill's like, "Hey, Robert England, you're you're." <laughs> You're a fucking ugly chud. They're looking for this guy to play a... Yeah, Wes Craven's looking for some... some, bur- some like, someone really, to look like a burn victim. Really ugly guy. So he's just looking for a really ugly looking dude to play this uh, Freddy Krueger guy. Why don't you go... Why don't you go audition? Robert Englund's actually not ugly. Though. He's actually fairly distinguished. He's not... Well, he's not he, handsome. I mean, like, he's got like... He looks like, um, like Charles Dance. He's got like a Charles Dance. Exactly. Look You're just proving my point. Well, Charles Dance is a dapper looking so and so. Charles Dance is not a They hand. just happen to have crooked noses. Which makes them look like evil. They got the sunken in eyes. They both have those sunken in eyes. But anyways. Let the games begin. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 the they're still Hollywood pretty, so that means in real life they're probably very handsome. I wish, yeah. yeah. Because when you, you're either photogenic or you're not, right? And if you're not, it means you know. I think Hollywood can make anyone photogenic. Eh, maybe. Do you remember that movie? There's like that uh, nowadays, definitely, right? Like there's that movie. What is it? It's um, a J. What's his last name? From these are the voices of How to Train Your Dragon Kid. Oh, I don't. I know who you're talking about. I don't, I don't know, know his last who, name. I, I forget his name. Like Baruchel or something like that. Right. By the way, he was like the ugly guy in some romantic comedy, like. It's like, oh man, like you know, you scored this ten. And you're like a two. Yeah. But then, like, you see like pictures of him, like magazine and stuff, and like he's got like all the makeup on, like you know, the good, the makeup, oh, the hairstyle. Right. Like, he's a good looking guy. So it's like Hollywood can make anyone good looking. Sure. Yeah. You just put on some makeup, you know, little makeup. Well, I mean, it's also the classic, like, well, Anne Hathaway in The Princess Diaries, where she's got frizzy hair and she's ugly. Yeah. So, yeah right. They've got rid of. That. I think that, was that the, like the death knell of the glasses equals ugly kind of cliche. I feel like that probably, yeah, I, I because like hipster hot, mm-hmm. right? Like I think hipster hot became a thing towards the end of the aughts. Well, it, hipsters it, became a thing, yeah. It, right, like 2008 I felt was like, ugh, like here we are now, like yeah. hipster hot, right? And and like it's almost like it, uh, America was like, America fell in love with Daphne from Scooby-Doo, but then our, somewhere around 2008, they're like, no, wait, guys. It's actually Velma. It's because all the kids, you know, who were like, it's like, well, Daphne's just like, you know, pretty or whatever. But I like, you know, the one that's not getting any attention. They all grew up and then it became a thing. Right. Yeah. Even though you'd think that would happen in the 80s. <laughs> due to. Well, the, the 80s was. Well, yeah. Uh, not progressive enough. I mean, I, you know, I honestly think if it, the further we go into the future, anything's not really progressive enough, right? I don't think it's, I don't think there's a plateau. You don't think there's a peak, you can't get peak progression? I think there's like, there's like a place, like a fuzzy line for plateau, I think. Like, there's like, I think there's a point where like, 
everyone's equal and everyone's happy with each other and everyone's cool or something. Like, there's got to be like a peak progressive something or other. Or is it too peak? Is it become too peak where nothing, no one's allowed to say anything about anyone? Hmm. Well, here's the thing. Oh, man, we're getting into some deep. Well, I haven't seen any fucking movies, so whatever. Uh,. You know, it's weird because you look back on on the the tens, I guess, the teens. Hmm. Well, we're not out of the teens. We're thick in the middle of the teens. And there was there was like a uh, like 2015, 2016. I remember that's when there became this very big kind of like culture clash between people that were like really trying to um, clean up society. I, 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 at least in their in, in their eyes, right? Um, people that were trying, like like PC culture, was becoming mm-hmm. a very big thing, right? And I don't I don't say that as necessarily a bad thing. No, it's just an observation. But there were people that maybe, arguably, would take it too far. But then, but then the counterculture to that be, started becoming this huge amassed thing. Mm-hmm. And I think 2015, 2016 was sort of the apex of that. So I. I kind of feel like in terms of like civil society and like in terms of of our culture actually uh harvesting like a better place to live it's this weird kind of pendulum that swings back and forth because there's there's always kind of this weird counterculture that emerges that doesn't quite understand it or doesn't quite get on board with it and then suddenly it's like the pendulum starts swinging back there's always pushback it's like it's like a you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would argue that the whole culture comp has gotten worse in the last two years. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. For 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 obvious reasons. Uh, <laughs> but hey, here at the Filmtastic Voyage, we're everybody's friend. Uh, Alex, except on, for you, talking about uh, <laughs> talking about some clashing. I, uh, just, I don't really like the Clash. They're okay, but well, the Clash is better than the Sex Pistols. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say it. Fun- I don't have any reference. For that the Sex Pistols are overrated, and the Clash is actually pretty great. And also, I forget the member of the Clash, but he went on to make this other band called Big Audio Dynamite. Even better, even better. Um, anyways, so I forgot to mention this the last episode, but I saw another movie that was. Just big, dumb, just a big, dumb bowl of fun. Was it the Megan? It was the Meg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I, I imagine you, you probably don't have any plans to see that. Well, I just, it looked, you no, know, not really. Okay. Everyone mentioned it, like, I heard, well, I don't know, you probably tell me, but I heard, based on, like, reviews I read, that it was just kind of, like, not nearly as dumb fun as it could be. Um, and I was like, eh, I got all these other actual movies to see. Right, like not sorry. Like well, no, say, like I got like I was like last week. I was talking about how like there were movies that were leaving theaters I needed to see, and like you know, yeah. And then I don't know. It's like it looks fun. It looks like exactly like looks like a fun movie. I want to. It's. I mean, if you like Jason Statham, I do. Uh, then hey, you know he he carries the movie, but you got to be a fan of him. Um, and it really was sort of like if you were watching like Jaws five. That's how I feel like it was because there's been four Jaws movies, right? Mm-hmm. So this that would, we know of. this would be like Jaws five, basically, where it's like, hey, we're getting real, real dumb right now. Like it sounds like fun. It sounds like a Saturday night Netflix movie to me, though. Oh, totally. Yeah, you don't have to watch it in theaters for sure. This is like a lazy weekend movie. Like I saw Skyscraper already this year. I'm like, I'm kind of 
<laughs> filled up on my like kind of like Saturday afternoon like, matinee type movies. Yeah, I didn't see Skyscraper. So, yeah. Was that The Rock's like last big 2018 movie? Like, I don't know what else is he doing. I can't think year. of anything that's coming out. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I haven't seen anything. I'm sure he's doing something, though. I mean, like... I mean, I'm sure he has stuff in the works, but, like, he had three crazy big... Well, as in... Big as in, like, block... Like, yeah, fun no, movies. Blockbuster movies, right? So it was, like, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, Rampage, and then Skyscraper. He has that show on HBO called Ballers. Mm. I just uh, what I'm curious about is like oh he's doing that well I know right now he's filming that or is he filming right now I forget he's doing the spinoff the Fast and Furious spinoff oh that's right maybe it's in pre-production like it's about to film the thing I'm curious about honestly is with Dwayne the Rock Johnson if you're to kind of put his life under a microscope like what is that guy doing other than actually literally acting his his tits off like what I mean is well, apparently not because he's he's got massive pecs. What I mean is, what I mean is, like, does that guy ever just have like some time off, or is he just he's just literally like just swamped in? He's in probably the busiest guy in Hollywood, honestly. But did you see that the 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 news the reports came in of the highest paid actors in Hollywood? Do you know how much money he made in last year? Twenty seventeen. Yeah. How much? Guess. I want you to guess. I don't even know actors. Well, you look sal- me in the eye. I don't even and know. Guess. I don't even know actor salaries. But here's the thing: you were about to say a hundred, so I'm going to say a hundred million. One hundred twenty million. Damn it! One hundred twenty million. Okay. Act, I shouldn't have squeaked out that. Huh. Oh, one hundred twenty million. Yeah. You know, and then Scarlett Johansson, the highest paid female, well, the actress and female actress is redundant. The highest paid actress was paid forty, forty, forty-five million, something like that, last year. So, okay. Which is a lot, but it's you know. Yeah, so she's the highest paid actress. Though. Yeah, okay. I had to look at that. Yep, there you go. Look, um, at, look at the difference there, though, right? Yeah, lately, uh, Scarlett Johansson's cool, but I think she did less movies than Could be. he did. Yeah. Well, also, like, it's not just for movies. It's also like because Rock's he's got a TV show, and also because he's like charges a million dollars just to tweet something out. So. Oh yeah. You know, he's just a uh, he's a thrifty guy. Someone was telling me today that he really wants to get back into wrestling. Like, apparently, he really would like to just get back into wrestling. I would have a hard, I would have a hard time believing that since he is a movie brand now. Well, but think about it this way. Okay, so, like, yeah, you're really successful when it comes to movies. And, and yeah, like, America loves these movies you make. But on a very personal level, let's say you're really good at something, but it's not the thing you love. I don't think I don't think he would be in movies if he didn't want to do them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would assume so too. But um, I think he probably wants. To, I think he probably like to do like you know do wrestling still, but I don't think he's like gonna like do that. Give as up acting, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Do you think he has the potential to uh, widen his range when it comes to acting? I'd love to see it. I think he's a talented guy. He's got a lot of charm. I'd love to see him do. Well, I mean, like he's done kind of comedies, I guess, but like I love to see him just do more, like play like more like normal humans, I guess. Would be nice. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like you can do like the classic like kind of late period Schwarzenegger, where he's like playing super buff dudes, but they're still kind of normal humans, right? But then that, the buffness is the joke. Uh, make a remake of Twins with him and uh, you know Kevin Hart again. Oh yeah, because yeah, God forbid <laughs> they make uh, triplets. 
The, that movie's like 20 years in the making. Like, I remember hearing about triplets when, like, I was in high school. Like, middle school. Like, reading fucking, like, movie forums. And be like, oh, man, I got triplets. It's going to be made, guys. If this Look was, out. If this was the 90s and they were making triplets, I th- I would watch the oh, shit out of yeah, that. Man. Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy. And like, that was supposed to be the... Could you imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger being in a movie with Eddie Murphy? No, like, I would love to see modern-day Danny DeVito doing his Danny DeVito shtick that we were talking about. Um... In a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger nowadays, I'd be really funny. Yeah. It's just like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito's just like, whores. Well, and then unfortunately, Eddie Murphy is like basically off the grid. I don't even know. I think he just took the money and ran. I think he like had like one too many false starts. Uh-huh. Because like, like, I remember there were like three or four movies in a row which were going to be his big comeback. And they all kind of right. either didn't do so hot or were like undone by other things that happened. And I think he probably just like you know like I have like a million like a billion dollars when I just retire like good for him. Yeah, and well, what he's mentioned more recently is like he really just doesn't want to do a movie unless it's good, <laughs> and like that makes perfect sense. He's just like, yeah, I just if I'm gonna do a movie, I want it to be good. I don't want to be doing these bad movies. Yeah. So hey, speaking of movies that are good and actors that choose really good movies, do you see that trailer for that new Viggo Mortensen movie? Yeah, um, it's him and... Uh, Marshall Ali, I think that's how you pronounce his name. That's right. I'm not sure. I'm right. sorry if it's not. Green Book. Yeah, it looks fun. Green not fun, Book. but it looks like... I like good, I like a, I like me a good road trip movie. It looks like a good road trip movie. Yeah. Hey, I, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I mean, really, I could say it with both these actors, is like, I'll see a movie if they're in it. Like, they're both really great. So you're going to see Battle Angel Alita first opening day? Oh, Wait, who's Marisha, Marisha Ali is in that? Oh, really? Oh, uh, I'll. I want to see that movie. So, I mean, it's it. That movie is like a, It's like a science experiment. Yeah. I feel like I'd see. I'd I'd see it just to see if it works. <laughs> I think it has like the potential to be any number of things. Like it can go any any which way. And uh, I don't know. I just like you know. I'm a VFX junkie. Want to see it for that. Okay. Just so I can. So the VFX look good. Well, it doesn't mean if they look good. It's just like you know, I like dissecting, not dissecting, but like you know, I like being. I want to be amazed. So I like yeah. giving movies that are trying to be amaze me, give them a chance to amaze me. You know. It James Cameron's attached to it somehow. He right? was going to direct it for a long time. Then he, then he got worked up in Avatar. Produce? And now he's executive producing it. He was like, he was like, I okay. think he, had, he has the rights to it, and I think he, yeah, he was trying to make it for a while. I mean, which is probably the source of the 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 human the the character being a completely cg creation yeah. was probably his intent the whole time i mean if he's a, if he's attached to it it gives me a little a little bit more hope robert rodriguez is a good director eh, like so, he sometimes may, visually his movies have a lot of razzle dazzle what is it like shark boy and gack yeah but those movies cost Girl like 20 bucks whatever. that's the thing about them spy kids 4d I mean, I, I understand what Robert Rodriguez does, and I think it's actually pretty smart, is he'll make, at least it used to be this way, he would make kids' movies to then be able to produce his own movies, which is pretty good, but like... He's got that real indie spirit, you know? He just makes whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Sin City is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It was more I liked so it, in the but past. I didn't love it. Yeah. It was like top five top at least maybe top five movies like in high school for me now it's 
Probably top 20. <laughs> no, okay. So, but still, I really, really love Sin City, at least from like just a pure visual inventiveness thing. Well, that's the thing is like, I think uh, the style of the movie was amazing. I mean, especially like at the time, it was a yeah. mid, mid aughts, right? 2005. 2005. I mean, you know, that was like groundbreaking movie making material. But yeah, there. it's that. And I just like, like, it's, I think Roger Ebert said, literally said, it's like, it's like noir on steroids. It's just really. Hyper right. every hyper realistic hyper everything and yeah. um I like Frank Miller's old style and I think it's really well conveyed in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I know we we've we've mentioned this a bit, but like Frank Miller's earlier work is is really what he's great for, and then his later work is really what he's not great for. <laughs> but like Sin City being his earlier work, it fits that. It fits the the whole time period where he was a very influential comic mm-hmm. person was that drawn and written by him sin city yeah 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 okay um i know see. he he had a run on daredevil which i hear was actually very good yeah here's daredevil runs one of the best yeah i mean that was actually the inspiration for ninja turtles right i have i told you about this i heard that i've heard that the dare the, the whole there's the they're connected or whatever they yeah they're apparently supposed to be in the same universe but like at the end of the first issue of ninja turtles at the end of that issue it's like oh special thanks to frank miller for being so cool or, or whatever right mm-hmm. and you almost get this impression that like the first issue of Ninja Turtles was like maybe even just this one-off of like, oh, hey, let's tell this Elseworld story based on Frank Miller's Daredevil. Let's just tell this like little (laughs) one-issue Ninja Turtles thing, one and done, right? But then it turned... And now look at them. An empire. Um, Did you see the... uh, By the way, did you see um, that they released like the first episode of that new ninja turtles cartoon is it good i think it's pretty damn good oh, yeah it's cool. like really ambitious you were all pissy about it earlier was i you were like oh man how dare they make Raphael the leader or something i don't think that well he, yes but like i don't think they make him the leader but they definitely make him the most outspoken one like he is basically the main turtle mm-hmm. which i don't like like I, I liked when the like the designs were like this is a little harsh. It is harsh. But then the, when in motion, it's like oh, this looks fine. Yeah, yeah. People are also kind of pissy about that new um, Star Wars show they revealed. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about last Some time. Some people I didn't see much people being pissy for. It. I mostly saw people being like, why are people being all about pissy about this? So I didn't see any firsthand uh, hate. But like I like personally for me, I feel that while cheap. This new show's art style is actually a lot more interesting to me than Rebels. I like it. I I like the new art style, but I get the impression that the people that it's probably the people that are bitching and moan, moaning about it are probably the people that were really in love with uh, the Clone Wars Rebels way of making a show, well, and now they see this thing and they're like, "Oh, uh, I, Rebels looks really cheap compared to the Clone Wars because it is because it is, yeah. Um, you know, it's like a lot less texture, a lot less." The lighting is a lot cheaper. It's the only way of putting it, but like because it's like a, it's on a, because the Clone Wars is George Lucas throwing money at this project because right. he had it, right. and um, this other one is um, it was like you know just a TV budget show. Um, same with this other thing, but I think I I like the we'll see how it looks because it's only snippets. But I kind of I like the for as as far as cell shading goes, it's the first time I've seen it. That it's like this looks good in motion. 
Like, yeah. You know, it's not like, you know, those animated are like two frames a second or whatever. I think it's great. No, I, I think I think it looks great. Um, it's funny, like, because, you know, you go on Facebook and then, of course, they release this trailer and then you just see a barrage of... Oh, I don't bother ever. ...comments, right? And I, I only ever really skim the surface of that. I don't, I don't spend hours arguing with people, but um, this one person was like, man, you know... Star Wars isn't for kids. It's just about people that love good stories. And I, for whatever reason, I, I picked that one to respond to because I'm just like, hey, man, here's a bunch of examples of why Star Wars is for kids. Star Wars isn't just for kids, but Star, you know, Star Wars is about good stories. But like good stories can be... You can make a good story for kids, but generally speaking, a good story should you can be make for everyone. A, yeah. But like, you know, a story that's like light, like kidsy light, doesn't make it bad. You just have to be in that kind of mind space. Right. It's, different it but depends I, but i guess the the i guess the point i'm i'm trying to make is sort of like if anything star wars is not for the aging fanatic I think you know so. what i mean like star wars is not for like it, it's for everybody to enjoy but i think the first people on the chopping block are like no offense to us but people that are like above 25 that are like that that know all the the nuance of the history and all this stuff about the star wars universe i feel like we're probably the first on the chopping block when it comes to like who they want to please when you know when it comes to making a star wars anything right Uh, it's hard to say i think you know good story like good story is good stories good stories please everyone and that's how you should try to please everybody yeah um the thing about the rebels and people who like are all like oh man how dare they make a show for children the clone wars is coming back what the fuck you complain about Oh right, yeah. Um, you know, and like they got John Favreau's new thing, and also I think I've I've talked about on the show before. People who are like, man, why can't they have this thing but dark are just the worst. They're they're probably all seventeen. Yeah, because because they want it dark and shit. You yeah, because they want it dark and like you can make a like you know, you can make a Star a Star Wars thing that is darker than <laughs> even like even darker than Rogue One. But there are certain things I think Star Wars definitely should never have, never have sex scenes, never have swearing. Um, and they should never have like saving Private Ryan levels of gore. Uh, <laughs> like those are things that are just like what are like fan fiction, like way off. Like you know, it's like what like you're like you're you're like not even Star Wars anymore. You're just doing all this shit. What they should do is is Lionsgate should make a, a Punisher Warzone esque <laughs> esque version of like whatever the guy with the rags is, the bounty hunter with the, the fat what, bounty. Dengar? Dengar, yeah. They should make Dengar Warzone. Oh, my God. And it just, start, <laughs> it just starts off with, you know, these rich aliens, or maybe it's like Trade Federation aliens is sitting at a table eating, and then suddenly the lights go off. And when they turn back on, it's like you... <laughs> it's just shot-for-shot shot remake of... That first scene in Punisher Warzone. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Oh fuck. Okay. Well, there's. This, I know. I've always wanted to though. There's a scene where it's like this this old guy like sitting there, right? And it's like a it's like a close up of his face, and it and the screen flashes black, mm-hmm. and then the neck and when it cuts back to him, it's just a neck that's shooting out blood, <laughs> and they should have that in a Dengar Warzone movie. Yep, that's what they should do. Yeah. Uh, and then Bosk is eating people. <laughs> Yeah, Bosk is eating people alive. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just to me, it's just like, oh man, things can't be cool unless they're fucking extreme. It's just, it's just the most teenage. Pe- yeah, and that's the thing is, teenagers are the worst. I think everybody goes through that phase and is basically from the age of I think like 
13 to 25 or something where it's just like, man, I want things to be so dark and gritty and gross. Mm -hmm. And I just want like people like I want the xenomorph to like go into a pregnant woman's stomach and eat the baby and then pop out of the stomach. That's what I want. That was an Alien vs. Predator Requiem, which is just a foul movie. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh. But that's who it's for. It's for 17-year-olds that are just like, oh, dude, did you fucking see that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, again, like, you can make Star Wars dark and mature, and you can have mature themes, and, like, you can do, you can, you can do like, you know, real heavy kind of stuff, but, like, there's certain limits, I think, that you cross a line and becomes not Star Wars anymore. Yeah. And I, yeah, I agree. Like, you know, like, Oh, Iron Man suddenly like cutting people's heads off. It's like, that's like, this isn't, this is this wrong. Oh, like if Marvel did yeah, that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I think like infinity war is probably like a good level. Like, like, you know, it, it, well, like, you could, that's probably dark as darkest ever going to go, I guess. I'd say so. I mean, uh, here's the thing. That first Iron Man movie, I would argue that that's probably the darkest they would that's, ever yeah, go. Yeah. That's probably dark too. They're, yeah. Because that was literally the only I think that was the only movie where Iron Man was actually fucking killing people. There was that whole scene where it's like these people were holding hostages, right? And then he just like targets like seven people and just goes boom. I mean, Iron Man and kills a lot of die. other guys in Iron Man three, but they're all like, you know, fucking extremists oh, like, right. dropping mutant type people. And they're like blowing up anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Marvel's a good example of, I think, something that started off a little bit darker, but then has kind of lightened up over the years. It depends. And, and maybe it's, like, sort of in response to how DC was like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> like that was one thing that I noticed about uh, Age of Ultron, because it came out after uh, Batman v... No, no, it came out after Man of Steel, mm-hmm. right? And in Man of Steel... It was literally like 72 911s. Mm-hmm. It was like Zod and Superman like flying through uh skyscrapers full of people and blowing them up, right? Yeah. And then in Age of Ultron it's like, oh, they made a point of like, hey, here comes the shield uh the shield airship. We saved everyone. To, to, to help save people instead of just like chaotic like instead of just like yeah, mindless like, destruction. In Civil War they were like, oh, you didn't save everyone. Well, yeah. So they kind of went back on that, which is kind of nice. Right, yeah. You know, collateral damage and all that. Yeah. But they made a point of it, which is great, too. It's sort of like, hey, you guys are fucking pieces of shit. Man, I want to... I just want... I wish... Like, you know... <laughs> I just want more DC movies. I kind of... Man, at this point, I, I sort of... Well, I mean, like, I like I, it makes me I sad. Don't. Like, we got Marvel doing all their cool stuff. And it's like, man, I want, I want three DC movies a year. I want, like, you know, if, if they're... Of consistent quality, that'd be nice. Of a consistent good quality, that'd be nice. I'd well, like, here's I'd love the thing. That a lot. I think Henry Cavill deserves a, a really, really good Superman movie. Yeah, just have him fight Brainiac or something, finally. I, I like him as Superman, even though he's written really badly. Yeah, you have Brainiac kill Lex Luthor, and then Brainiac's the villain, and then Lex Luthor comes back as a clone played by a different actor. <laughs> like, they slowly, like, just somehow, like, reboot their whole universe softly. Yeah, it's like he's like he's like still the same Lex Luthor, but he's like a different actor. Like they just like come every movie like slowly just kind of shifts it into this different continuity. Dude, yeah, what they do is uh, they have the Dick Grayson Batman just be Batman, so that way you just rat, you retcon uh, uh, Bruce Wayne Ben Affleck. Well, like what well, they do, well, I mean, like Justice League Two, or like the beginning of the new Batman movie. 
uh, Darkseid shows up, shoots Bruce Wayne with time lasers or whatever. Oh, right. Um, and he's just gone for the rest of the movie. That That's uh, all Dick Grayson Batman movie. And at the very end, Bruce Wayne comes back as a different actor. Well, that's okay. <laughs> just yeah. like, just keep doing that. No, yeah. So, like in this in this movie universe, they have the Lazarus Pit, but what it does is it changes your face. <laughs> yeah, it changes your face from Ben Affleck to. Or they could do uh, the classic uh, fucking um, Army Hammer. It changes your face to Army Hammer. Classic soap opera thing. It's like, oh no, I got in a terrible accident. Guy got have that reconstructive facial surgery. Oh, Oops, right. I'm Army Hammer now. He's on the Bat Pod or whatever. But you could do the classic. The you could remake the classic fucking scene from the original Batman, like Mir. <laughs> right. Wait, what? In the original '89 Batman, where the Joker's face all fucked up, and the Doctor's like, I could only do so much with oh, the tools, and he's like, right. give me the fucking yeah. mirror. And he, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Bruce Wayne does that. <laughs> he does that. It's a nice little nod, you know. <laughs> it's a little callback to the to the classic 89 Batman, which I still think is among the better Batman movies. Well, sure. I would just rank it... Uh, I would rank it third. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah I, we've, we've ranked him before, I yeah, think. Yeah, we've ranked everything. We've ranked everything, yeah. I haven't ranked James Bond because we haven't seen him. <laughs> I mean... Jesus, 25 movies? That's like a lot of hours. <laughs> well, <whatever. laughs> I'll get to it. I promise. Hey, Mike, you know what I was thinking? Huh? Remember, I was thinking like, because re- like recently I've been thinking about movies that were forgotten my history. I think I mentioned a couple of them a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you know what movie I was thinking the other day that was also kind of also has been forgotten by history? Like, not completely, hmm. but more or less. What's that? Wanted. Oh, do you remember Wanted? Yeah, no one ever talks about Wanted anymore. Uh, I you know I sort of feel like it it shat itself a little bit there because it was in a time where people were making like comic adaptations, but they didn't quite know what they were doing with it. Isn't Wanted like nothing like the comic? Oh yeah, it's like maybe five percent. Like it's like guy becomes assassin. Like that's it. Well, the the real tragedy is the comic was. The premise of the comic was so much cooler than the premise of the movie. Explain. So the 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 movie is oh hey we're a secret society of assassins yeah, that need to go out and like maintain balance in the world. Well, they get their orders from a giant weave, right? Which is dumb. Pretty nonsense. And then there's the whole thing with curving the bullets, which I don't get why they picked that movie or that print. It's like, fun. I shoehorn that in there. I thought it was fun. That movie is so over the top. I don't recall enjoying it thoroughly, but also realized, like, I was like, that the movie, like, that was stupid. I loved it. You know, one right. of those kind of things. Right. And then I haven't thought about it in 10 years. James McAvoy. That was the first movie I saw James McAvoy in. Hmm. And he wasn't bad, but I just thought, uh, oh, this guy's probably not going to go anywhere. You know, fun story, <laughs> quick aside. Uh, I was, I've been rewatching Band of Brothers. Oh, Band of Brothers. Band of Brothers, best mini series ever, which you haven't seen. Right. Um, and who should <laughs> pop up in one episode? But little kid James McAvoy. Really? A little, you know, How old wet is behind he? the ears, James McAvoy. Well, he plays a young soldier, so he's probably in his early 20s. Oh, Maybe even a teenager. And he gets blowed up in a hole. Wow. Yeah, sorry. Interesting. He got better, though. He turned to Professor X. Yeah, I mean, nowadays he seems to be getting steady work. I, I he's, he's split. He's, he's in glass. He's doing good. I like James McAvoy. I like him. I I don't know if I like him as he was sorry. as Professor X so much, hey, but that's fine. He's fine. I don't really like those movies. I mean, like they're good movies. I just don't really like X Men that much. 
So I don't really have an opinion. Well, I like X Men the comic. Well, I know you do, but I don't like the movies as much. I like, and what we haven't seen is a, a, it, if they could capture that energy that I I feel like uh, the comics had, uh, and like also that Fox show, which is not as great as everybody remembers, but it's still sort of the definitive oh, the cartoon. Yeah, still sort of the definitive version of X Men. If they can make a movie like that, man, that would be great. But it hasn't been made yet, so it's unfortunate. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so the comic Wanted, written by Mark Millar, Mm. one of his darker ones. Oh, really? That's a lot. That's extreme for him, then. Uh, What? Mark Millar, like, writes dark shit. So if you're saying Wanted's one of his darker comics, that's dark. Well, and here's... That's like 17-year-old loving it dark. This isn't a a spoiler, but basically the very last page of Wanted, the very last... Panel? uh, It's like a one-page panel. One-page panel. It's the whole page. And it's basically the main character being like... Something like turn around so I can fuck you in the face or something. Turn around so I, like I can face fuck you or something. That's so like, Millar. Yeah, but but basically, what the comic is is it's like it's a society of villains, and what they do is they go from dimension to dimension because they've found this way to to do this. They just go from world their diff, these different versions of their world. Going in and just raping and pillaging and killing and destroying like everything, right? And it's but not they're just humans. It has well, they're villains, hmm. and so it's basically if there was this organization of villains that like a union of villains that just basically came together and were just like, you know what, we're just gonna do this. We're just gonna keep going from dimension to dimension and just fucking kill everyone, do every bad deed that we want to do, and that's the premise of that comic. And it's like really horrifying. For sure, but it it it's it's presented in a way. I mean, you're looking through the lens of of this main character that joins this organization, and you somehow are sitting there going, "Well, all right, well, I guess it makes sense." <laughs> hmm. But it was never about like, oh, maintaining the balance and all that shit. Well, but, yeah, yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Huh? Jet Li's the one. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it's kind of like Jet Li's the one. They should make a sequel called The Two. Because Jet Li's the one's not... There's still two of them at the end of that movie. Right, yeah. And Jason Statham's in it. I think he's a time cop. It's been a long time. I remember thinking that movie was kick-ass. He was... Jason Statham was in another movie with Jet Li, I remember, back in 2007. War? Was it War? I think it was War. I The only reason I know is because I think I mentioned I took like a little quiz of like, what movie is Jason Statham pointing a gun at someone? And like half the movie, like, oh yeah, I forgot that was a movie. Because Jason Statham's been like two dozen... like action movies that I completely forgot about. Oh, wow. He's a hard-working fella. He is a hard-working fella. And also, I think I misspoke. I think I called him the Olympic diver. I don't know if he ever dived at the actual Olympics. Interesting. So I might have misspoke. But uh, he was a diver. I, You know, I saw some interview with him. I think it was like on the, some radio show or something. But he he seems like a real cool dude. Like a real, like, uh, real... Like, they were asking him, like, hey, have there been any movies that you just really hated working on? And he's like, well, well, even if you hate a movie or whatever. He was just talking about, like, you know, yeah, there's been movies that he he's hated, but he just, like, 
he doesn't like blow up about it. He mm-hmm. just sort of is like, well, this is a job. I'm doing this, so that's it. It's like that with the, maybe that saying and uh, what was it? Um, the disaster artist, like the worst day on a film set, is better than the the best day off of one or something like oh, that. Oh right, yeah. Just like working on the moving pictures. Yeah, I mean. Sometimes it can be grueling, though, right? I mean, well, on, on fourteen hour. Oh, film sets are real fourteen hour days. People screaming at you. Um, I, don't, I don't know how much screaming. I haven't been on any screamy sets, thankfully. Yeah. Um, because mostly, well, yeah, I've mostly been on smaller productions. Nothing too big. Have you been on live action stuff? A couple of things, but like really, I didn't know that. Smaller things, like indie things. Like what? Like did you, friends things. Oh, okay. but they're still sets with people, like groups, like crews, you know. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Like, yeah. What were you doing there? Just helping out. Oh, okay. You know, I know a lot of live action folk. Yeah. You but learn something new every day. Yeah. No. And then in college, I filmed a couple of live action movies, and I'm like, what am I, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> I mean, I think it's fun to do every once in a while. No, it's fun. Just sort of to exercise that. That muscle a little bit. Well, your leg muscles because all the standing you'll be doing. Yeah. Um, no, it's fun. I just, because uh, like a, well, a quick aside, in college I was like, I want to be, I want to do like a joint like animation live action kind of degree. And then uh, when I started doing live action stuff, I'm like, I'm just going to do just animation. Just going right, to come right to it and just do animation. It's so much easier. I mean, not easier, but what I mean is um, it's so much easier to control uh, like, well, I just like being focused mostly, but well, I mean, there's so much more you could do, right. Without having to worry about the practicality of it. It's basically like, Hey, this is how you make this thing and this asset in this thing, you know, and, and really the, the most you have to deal with anybody else, uh, granted, unless you have, you recruit people to, you know, shoulder some of the work is like voice acting maybe. Right. Whereas like a live action set, it, it's this weird it's this thing where it's like you constantly have to worry about people's schedules. You have to worry about people's performances. You have to worry about all like you have to, you, people's egos, insurance companies, all this other shit. Like it just, I don't know. It seems like it would be just a nightmare. Yeah. But the animation is a lot more variables because you have to control the backgrounds and the props and the, and the, the sound effects and the no, and like in CG, you're also doing effects and dynamics and lighting and all sorts well, yeah. of stuff. So like there's a lot more departments feeding into each other. There's a lot of, a lot of things to sort of, control even though they're done slower that's true but i guess what i'm saying is all you need really for that is like your computer your programs and just to be able to sit down and like work it out well i mean like in terms you need a strong leadership kind of you need like you know good supervisors and good managers and good directors to sort of be able to tell you what you're doing because you know um if you have like someone doesn't have any vision or it's like oh, I don't really know what I want to do about this well, or whatever, yeah, things that's are bad. all gonna fall apart. Yeah, sure, that's bad. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying as opposed to like okay, like let's say you're like with animation, like man, I really need to um, I need to decide or I I need this guy to be in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you could just be like okay, uh, hey little Timmy, background artist, uh, go ahead and make this parking lot. And then we'll look at it in, in dailies. In, and, if you're doing 2D, you... if we're doing 2D, yeah, because they're well, like nicer. 3D, you would you would make that environment also, right? You would just make it differently. I You'd think, make right? it in 3D in the C- in CG space, yeah. Right, yeah. As opposed to, okay, well, now I have to go and go out and get a permit 
or get some sort of permission, possibly pay some sort of money to someone that owns this property, this parking lot. I have to decide when everybody's free to shoot or I have to make sure everybody's free to shoot this thing in this parking lot on this day at this time. And then if someone can't make it, then everybody has to like somehow work around that blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Well, I think they're both equally hard. It just depends on what you're trying to do. Sure. Yeah. I've been really thankful. Like I've been blessed that I've worked with really good crews and like all the directors I've ever worked with, um, have like had like, you know, really strong visions and had to know what they wanted to do. So I haven't actually had had to deal with any of that stuff. So I've been very lucky so far in my career. That like yeah, everyone, every project I've worked on has someone who's like there and being like, I want this, 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 and this, and I could be like, yes, right. sir. Yeah. Or rather, or I'm also free to contribute. Be like, how about I do it this way? And they're like, yeah, cool. And, you know, so that's been helpful too. That I haven't had any kind of yeah, yeah. People really like you know being specific or like too specific. I can't really say the same. Oh well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't go into specifics, but uh, man, I tell you, like. There are some people that are very indecisive and then they hold things up and then you're just like, you, you, you try to facilitate ways of them, uh, of, of basically cheating it where you could trick them into not doing that again for like, let's say the next episode or something, but hmm. then they just, it, 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 yeah, anyways. This is a quick, just a fun story. Um, a couple of years ago, I got my, for, I was doing a thing um, I'm, uh, and it was like, I got my favorite note I've ever gotten. Um, there was like a thing that started back here and like moved in, uh, forward into, in the camera, right? Yeah. And they were like, well, we love it. We love it. We love where it ends up. We love it here. But can you make it start further back, but also go slower? <laughs> it's like, hmm. Yep. That's, uh, <laughs> it's like, that doesn't make any sense. So then what ultimately happened I did, in like, that situation? I had to basically like, make it like do camera tricks to give it to do what they wanted. Oh, interesting. Kind of like I had to like change the way it was actually like moving around. Oh, okay. So, but like, yeah, but it was just kind of, it was like, I, I, like it's one of those things where like, I kind of understand what you're trying to say, but like, it's just really funny that this is what you, what you actually said is impossible. Yeah. 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 Those are the best notes. <laughs> Usually don't go this either. I'm also very lucky that way too. Usually well, all my notes make sense. Yeah. Um, talking shop with Mike and Alex. Talking shop with Mike and Alex. I mean, here's the thing, you know, at the movie, the summer movie season is over. Uh, there's just not much to talk about. I mean, you know, I saw this cool demo. Sigraph was a couple weeks ago, which is the big computer graphics. Right. Thing, yeah. Talking shop with Mike and Alex. Yeah. And they unveiled Nvidia unveiled their new uh, slate of cards, uh, graphics cards that can do real time ray tracing, which is super sweet. Which means you can get oh. realistic reflections in real time, which is a real cool thing. People at home. Wow. Um, so people at home, so what you, if you, uh, I think I might have explained this a while ago, but uh, basically right nowadays, if you want to do realistic reflections. Um, what you have to do is either bake them in. Uh, if you're doing live uh, real time rendering, to bake them into your surface. More or less, um, there mm. might be ways around that, but that's the way I'm, I'm familiar with. Or um, you have to, uh, or you do regular rendering, which is like takes like you know, depending on what you're using, can take like a big shot in a Hollywood movie. It's like a couple hours of frame, maybe, mm. um, you know, something like that. And what it does, the computer is basically like takes like a mirror and like takes every single piece of light and bounces off that mirror and calculates how what the what it would be seeing, and it does that and it calculates in the computer and then takes a few hours. Yeah, there's a bunch of data, real time. It's just doing it right in front of your eyes. Wow. Um, but like, it's not nearly as precise and realistic looking yet. 
Um, but it is pretty impressive. Did I ever tell you I saw this cool demo uh, where they took the Unreal Engine and um, they took um, I think it was that um, it was is that one of the this this cool VFX house called the Mill. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they did is um, they developed this car that's got a bunch of cameras and sensors on it, and they'll drive it down any random old highway, and then they'll have a camera filming it, and then overlaid in that camera is a CG car that looks photorealistic, rendering in real time, because the car, the, the real car, has cameras and stuff, is actually filming the environment, generating reflections, oh. and also generating uh, like uh, motion capture data. Yeah. Um, so like they're just basically augmenting reality. A car on top of it that looks photorealistic, but you can change its color and its model and its wheels and all that stuff in real time as it's driving. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. So the way it's rendered, it basically does it look like it's you're watching live action yeah, footage. Yeah. Uh, if you try, I don't know where exactly you'd find it. Like the mill, Unreal Car demo. Interesting. That, but like yeah, it looks like you know. So the end product is basically you get this live action footage. Yeah. But, like, you, but you can customize like yeah you car you colors. look at it at a glance it looks like it's a real car on the on the freeway yeah, but yeah. then you like suddenly like you swapped out its color and suddenly this group this blue car is now green it's like what well, how did this car become a different color right in front of my eyes <laughs> fucking computers man <laughs> Jesus I can't even imagine I can't even like fifty years from now I can't even imagine like I think it you know okay going back to Ready Player One. Um, <laughs> I honestly could picture a future like that. I think eventually there's going to be a plateau or real time render. Like rendering doesn't need to be calculated anymore. It can all just be real time yeah. and brute force and get the same effect. Maybe yeah. like it depends on how complex the calculations are. But um, you see things nowadays. We're getting to the point where where like real time rendering, like Unreal stuff, is actually being done in, in movies and stuff. Like mostly right. movie TV. I'm not sure specifics. But it's happening. But like, uh, think of like in terms of like VR, right? Which always has to be real time rendering. I think like video yes, games has to be video games and VR stuff. VR, it's like it's always real time rendering. VR, right? you're not only rendering something; you're rendering two images at the same time, which makes it extremely oh, intense because right. you have to do the, the 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 what do you call it? The um, stereo stereo vision. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're doing. Usually, and it's also sometimes uh, in order to get the smoothest. Usually, it's like ninety frames per second or something, even above because sixty is a standard for video games. Um, most people, I don't know if most people know that, but that's sixty is video game standard. Twenty four mm-hmm. frames per second is film standard. Right. Um, so sixty is like for the smoothness, but like I think it has to be up to ninety or something higher than that to get the real to to to, to, to you know to eliminate any kind of potential strobing. Oh. And then you're also doing two images at once, so it's really computing heavy. Wow. Um, but eventually, we're getting to the point where, like, I think they just unveiled a wireless headset, like Oculus did. Mm-hmm. And also, like, you know, once you get, like, a backpack version of a computer, or, like, even, like, an all-in headset, then, you know, we're done. Like, right, that, yeah. We did it. Yeah. But I guess... That, that was going to be a while, though. Well, yeah, but it's like, I, I could easily picture a thing where it's like, you, you go into this VR world where it's, like, this beautiful world... Meanwhile, like, you know, our world's all fucked up. <laughs> yeah, you do need that omnidirectional, like, uh, you know, uh, walking pad that, that, that they had in those, that movie. Because oh, like, yeah. the people walking on the sidewalk in that movie is like, you're going to run to something. What are you doing? Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it's cool. It's a cool image. And I get why they did it that way. And it's fun. And, you know, it's really kinetic. And I, it's 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 fun. But, like, it, you couldn't be running around the city streets in your headgear. You're just going to kill yourself. <laughs> you get hit by a car. <laughs> You're going to hit by that yeah. car chase that's happening right next to you guys. Yeah. Um, you know what would be interesting is if if 
everybody, like, let's say there, there's this culture we live in where everybody is hooked up to VR for like hours and hours a day, right? Mm-hmm. Which I could easily see happening. There could be people in the real world basically robbing you blind. Like, they, <laughs> I, I, I feel like burglary and stuff like that would somehow suddenly be just like this really easy thing to do. Like, there's literally everybody's just tuned out of the world, and you could just be like, hey, I'm going to go in this person's backyard, steal some shit, leave. They they won't see me. They're over there playing this fucking game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's across that bridge when we get there, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm As just... society. Hey, I'm thinking of my retirement plan, am I right? Five-finger discount? <laughs> like if the oasis was real, as uh-huh. it is, like is as it, as presented in Ready Player One, would you participate in the the oasis? If you could afford the headset and the gloves and like the then the trackpad suit or the the little what do you call it, you know the walking thing. Part of me thinks I would not, and that's not me just saying that. Because here's the thing. When World of Warcraft came out, everybody was so into it, right? This episode brought to you by the new World of Warcraft expansion. Come on, <laughs> Blizzard, give us some money. And for me, it 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 kind of caused me to be like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to play World of Warcraft ever because look at all these fucking people that like talk about this game like it's a drug. Like I knew, like okay, if we're talking like 2005, 2006, when this thing was like just kaboom, kaboom, right? You'd be like, you, you, people would be like, yeah, dude, you know, I was playing like eight hours a day, but like, you know, I, I gave it up like nine months ago and, and, uh, my life's been better for it. And it's like, dude, you're talking about this game. Like it's a fucking drug. But yeah. But that's kind of like their issue though. It's not really the game's fault. But that's I what I mean. World is like, there was so many examples of that happening where it's just like people putting in like so much of their life into this, but okay. So there's that. Right. And then when, the, when smartphones came out. I didn't get one until maybe 2012 or 2013. Same, maybe. I didn't get one until 2012. And the reason was, is I was like, man, if I have a smartphone, it means I'm just going to be sitting here on this goddamn smartphone while like things are like, like I, I was worried that it was going to be something where it's like, hey, I'm out with my friends. And then we're all just sitting there on our smartphones, not even actually talking to each other, but just on our smartphones. Mm. My, my I didn't get a smartphone because I'm like all I do is call people and text people. What do I need a smartphone for? Turns out the internet's great and I use it all the time. Well, and it's very useful. Like smartphones are very useful, but the more like pedestrian stuff on a smartphone, or the more um, uh, fun stuff, you know, the uh, games, World of Warcraft. Yeah, uh, I I don't I I try to not do any of that don't you? just because it's like. I don't want to be sitting there just doing this, you know. Yeah, man. If I, I don't think I could log on to World of Warcraft ever again. I think I, I don't. I think I literally couldn't. I'm trying yeah. to think because I played it for like a year and a half. I think back in the day, and I did everything there was to do. I think have I told you? Maybe. Yeah, I did like everything there was to do in the game up until like patch four point two. Uh-huh. I played for like a year and a half. Did like Lich King stuff. Went back to all the old stuff. Did all the Cataclysm stuff until like 4.2. And then all there's left to do is raid. I fucking hate raiding. Because it's like, <laughs> okay, guys, let's like meet up on Saturday night. It's like, uh, I, no, I don't want to schedule my game. I want to go out on Saturday yeah. night. After yeah. like a month or two of that, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Right, yeah. Like I did all the quests in the game. Like literally I did like every quest you could do in the game. I did everything you could do alone. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I had friends that played it too, but they also kind of quit with me because reasons. 
like you know because i also had to like move out to la and get a job and it's like this is and so yeah. i had like i was like oh sorry guys i gotta be an adult bye you know well and that's <laughs> something excuse. that's something i would say about like if if the oasis actually existed i think there would be maybe like a 10-year span where this thing is like a big deal and then people would kind of be like well maybe not play it as much maybe dial it back I think there is something inherently within every human being that's just like an itch for authenticity. And it's like, you know, video games are fun. VR would be fun too. But like at the end of the day, it's like I think people want some like, you know, a sensation of something being tactile or, you know, visceral or, you know, like like the being able to actually like have your bare hand just like touch a surface yeah, um, instead of walking around and seeing like battle toads. <laughs> so what you're saying is we should make up, make the matrix and jack, or jack ourselves into the matrix. So we, so we're, our brains are all like thinking we're touching stuff, but we're just in a bunch of tubes. Well, that's the thing with the matrix. People didn't know they were in the matrix. Well, right? I mean, if you knew you were in the matrix, it'd be like the matrix. Would you rather, so what you're saying is you'd rather be in the matrix, except you know you're in the matrix. So you, no. can, you can leave the matrix whenever you want. Cause the matrix is kind of gross. Like Not they, like they actually stick all this shit in you. I'm just saying, like, like instead of wearing stuff and then goggles, you'd rather be like you'd rather have your brain tricked into being in a in a in a VR thing. I don't know. This is magic. We're all talking. We're talking about magic. But that's right the now. thing is like, I, or were you just not if so, if someone told me like, hey, we're gonna we have this technology to trick your brain, I'd be like, eh. <laughs> or speaking of movies that everyone forgot, what about surrogates? You'd like to be a surrogate. Oh, surrogates. One of I, those? You know that movie wasn't like half bad. It no, was, I'm just saying it's the movie I ever forgot. It, it is. It is. It was like sort of Bruce Willis right, right when he was flipping into I don't give a shit mode. Um, but like surrogates, I don't know. Yeah, that's see, like that's kind of a weird reality too, though. I think, right? I don't know. If you, what would your Ready Player One avatar look like? Did we ever talk about this? No, we haven't. Mm. Um, I mean, would you just choose like Darth Vader or something? Like you know, like one as an example, or would you actually like make your own character, like a like a Parzival type? With your, your purple hair and your, your face. I definitely wouldn't make it look like Parzival because... Not actually. I'm just saying. like a scrawny little... A custom character, I should say. Um, see, part of me... That's a tough question, honestly. Having given it thought, I can go first. Go, yeah. Having given it thought because, you know, I after the movie came out, I'm like, oh, what would I do? I'd probably be like some kind of Dark Souls character, like something, something with a lot of armor and a cape because, like... Capes are cool. Okay. Basically, uh, capes are awesome. I'd like a cape. Okay. I would either... But not like a character from that thing. But like yeah, a character but just that looks to like look that. like it, yeah. I mean, quite honestly, I think... I would either want to look like a version of myself. I'd either want to be that realistic, or I'd want to go completely goofy. Like, the first thing I think of is, like, I'd want to either be, like, Piccolo... <laughs> and just run around acting but would you be actually piccolo su- super serious all the time would, would you actually like actually be piccolo i would do his voice i'd be I like think- oh the sandwich oh it's so bad oh i'm dying or whatever right yeah. or i'd be like a goomba because that's fun you need arms i don't you have to be a humanoid-esque character but that's the thing is like if i was a goomba it would just be laugh it would just be laugh city central i like I couldn't do anything. You could be I like a just, stack of Goombas. I'd be running around and people just continually jump on me and I'd die. You'd be a giant Goomba. You'd have to. I don't know. I think you have to be a human-shaped character 
I don't think anyone in that game or in that game were uh, or in that movie were in the Oasis. Humanoid. There was no uh, crazy things. I think they were like things with multiple arms. I don't recall seeing any like maybe I'll I, may, I haven't watched any like the like analysis videos like look uh-huh. at all the references, but like I don't remember seeing anything that wasn't generally human shaped. Oh okay. How did that movie do? Box office wise? Yeah. I think it did fit well enough. I don't remember. Was it a success? Hearing, I don't remember hearing anything about it one way or another, so I assume it was probably successful. Okay. Because I never I never really got a good gauge of like the reception, the general reception behind that movie. I, I think, based on his Rotten Tomatoes score and everyone talking about it after the fact, its reception is just kind of, yeah. Yeah. From my, from my gather, I enjoyed it. I, I sort of liked it. I enjoyed but it a lot. So wouldn't buy it. Like there was there was some shining moments. I thought like the, there's some good set pieces. Yeah, VFX outstanding. Yeah, outstanding VFX. Yeah. That and Avengers are probably the front runners this year as far as oh. VFX is concerned. It's funny that you say that because I know a lot, I know some people that have complained about the VFX in in uh, Infinity War. Well, I mean, there's a couple of standout instances involving the Hulk's head. Uh, or right. rather, Bruce Banner's head, but that's about it. Oh yeah, yeah. But I'm talking mostly Thanos. Thanos is like a is a fucking masterpiece. Yes, he is. Wow. I mean, you really get the feeling that Thanos is like in the room with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, it's it's not this. You're not watching a cartoon character. Like you feel like he's actually there, which is which is really great. And that that fucking um, the Squidward guy. <laughs> well, he was good too. I like Squidward oh, yeah. guy. Well, all of his little little gaggle of Warcraft characters are all really good. It was weird, like, goblin, the guy and the girl goblin, they they were kind of weird. I thought they were a little bit out of place. The goblin, the Proxima Midnight, because she looks the most human, is the the hardest to pull off, I think. Yeah. Because she's just kind of, like, got, like, a normal human face for the most part. are they from the comic? I actually think that they're, I heard, they're, like, characters made, they're from the comics, but they're made after... The first Iron Man movie came out. Like they're very recent characters, oh, which is okay. interesting to me. You know, it's yeah, not c- usual that Mar- the Marvel MCU pulls from recent stuff. Well, because I know the Squidward guy was. I recognize him from the comics. I think he's he's an older character, like Ebony Maw or something like that. Some, some yeah. he's something Maw, right? Yeah, because I remember Thanos says, "Oh, did you kill Maw?" I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Who are you talking about, Thanos?" Um, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, the um the uh, the Overlook Hotel sequence in in um, Ready Player One is outstanding. Yeah, it, incredible. Like, that was how the hell. Yeah, do you even like they like made the lighting look the same in? I mean, assume it's all digital. It had to be. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, so I would say the race for me was like, although when I was watching it, I thought it was really cool, kind of dumb. Um, but yeah, it, the it looked cool. In, in, the concept, the, the concept was, I thought, a little bit funny. Like compared to the book, you mean? Silly. Well, here's the problem: is I think the book, the book was like a little bit too nerdy. I thought, like, the book was like just these deep cuts that I think, like, I I agree with the changes that they made with the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I got a third of the way through the book, I think. So. Yeah, and then the Shining sequence I thought was like the best part of the movie. I thought that was like actually, oh, okay, this movie was worth seeing because this is like yeah. a very clever thing that they did here. And then I can't even remember what the third one was. What was the third one? Quest? The third what? The third quest. I, yeah, it was like beat uh, adventure in Atari. Oh, in that, on that's ice, right. On and they had uh, people standing, uh, or there, yeah, people going up to the arcade system yeah, yeah i remember that 
So I don't know. Yeah, I mean the movie was fine. I thought I think maybe it was the best movie you could probably make off of something like that. Yeah, I think it worked out very well. I enjoyed it. I thought yeah, probably best it could be. Um, yeah. Did you read Armada? No follow up. I didn't, uh, I didn't read oh, Armada. there's a new book. It's the same guy. It's, just, it's not. It's the same. It's Ernest Klein's new book. Oh, okay, but it has nothing to do with. I have no idea how it is, what it's about, nothing about it. I just want to know if you read it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Nope. I don't like his style of writing necessarily. You know that uh, Parzival, bit of a Mary Sue. He is a bit of. That's the biggest issue I have with the book is he's just, he's just so perfect. This kid, just so perfect in every little way, uh-uh. doesn't do anything wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's it's fun. It's candy. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, the the book was fun. I just stopped reading it because I'm really bad at picking books up after I put them down. Yeah. I mean, you know. It happens. Yeah. Uh, the pro- you know, the, the reason I was able to do it for so long is I just took the train to work. And what Ooh, are you going to do on the train other than keep to yourself? That'd be nice. I need to get more audio books, I think. I've run out of podcasts to listen to. All my favorite podcasts are going on hiatus or like ending. Really? Yeah. Even uh, the one I listen to? No, not that one. But like oh, okay. also an episode a week, you know? Like you still have so yeah. many hours of the day to fill in, especially because, you know, a lot of it, like, like, you should never listen to things while animating, but I don't all, only do animation. Right, yeah. So, I gotta, you know, sometimes it's nice to put on a podcast and stuff. I've been listening, re-listening to H.P. Lovecraft's collection, which is keeping me busy, but that's gonna, that's gonna end pretty soon. Oh, I sure. already had the Mountains of Madness. <laughs> I, I take it that's towards the end? It's one of his later pieces. It's a good book. It's like The Thing. You'd probably like it. Oh, okay. It's like people go to the Arctic, and they're just there for, like, geology, and then... Uh, one of the teams disappears, and then they go and find them, and then they they find more. I would not be surprised if the thing was basically loosely inspired by that. I'm sure it was. Also, like it's um, I mean, look, the the setting is the biggest point of comparison. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Arctic, ooh, spooky. Um, <laughs> and they were gonna make that movie about it with Tom Cruise, and then it all fell apart because Universal didn't want to pony up the cash or whatever. I think it was yeah. Universal. Nobody did. I can't. I'm not gonna single out Universal. Nobody wanted to give Guillermo del Toro 150 million dollars to make this movie, though. I don't think you need. You could probably make it for 50. Save that money for the Shogoths or whatever they're called. Uh huh. You know? Yeah. Um. No, make. Mm, uh, yeah. You could probably if if you if you if you pinch your pennies, you could probably do it for 50. Guillermo del Toro just can't help himself. No, but it's the if he you, needs the, he he wants that buttload of money to do his thing. You know, just some location filming though. That's expensive. Right. Maybe a hundred, yeah, but not him. I I had a hard time seeing how to like a like that movie like Tom Cruise, like it's more of a dramatic role than an action role. Uh huh. Like he would be running a lot, I guess, but um, <laughs> like it's a weird movie. It's like there's no love. Like I think the studio is also like this movie. We're gonna give a hundred million dollars to make this movie that got no love interest and kind of end shitty. Why would we do that? You know? Yeah. And, like it's also a weird scene. Like I can't imagine Tom Cruise in a movie where. Um, you know, the ending isn't like a big victory. Oh, right. Like, I'm sure, like, you know, I, I don't want to spoil the short story, even though it's a hundred years old, but, um, not They really. all die. No, they don't. Oh. So, but like, if Tom, the main, the character that Tom Cruise would play isn't dead, um, and gets away, but like, you know, it, the thing about Lovecraft stories is most of the characters in Lovecraft stories tend not to die, but they're always plagued by madness at the end of it. Oh, He's yeah. not, but his compatriots are. Oh. It's still, still, it's not really a, um, a happy story. Is it one of those, I ended up with Keith David in the snow, 
endings? Kind of, you could say like that. Well, fine, I'll spoil it. And the Mountains of Madness ends like Tom Cruise and his and his and his scientist pals they get away and they're going back to the mainland but like, you know, they're like, "Man, that was some fucked up shit." And they're all kind of scarred and then one person sees something over the Mountains of Madness that's so horrifying that he goes fucking insane and we never know what it is. Wow. That's crazy. And so and then so like in the end of the book it's like Tom Cruise like, "Yeah, I mean, um, it's like, yeah, there's like, like we told them we shouldn't go back to the Arctic, but this other, these other guys are going to go and I got to stop them. Mm. Um, I don't remember exactly how it specifically ends, like the last like events. I just remember that's sort of the gist of it. Yeah. Um, Tom Cruise, honestly, I, I can't quite pinpoint what I would describe his acting to be. Because intense. Intense. Because I feel like there's a whole myriad of movies that he would never be able to pull off. But he never doesn't pull off his movies. He's a great actor, though. Like he, like, like him. Just he's very. Uh, he's an intense actor, I think. But like, yeah, I think like the opening scene of like Mission Impossible Three, where he's like trying to bargain for his wife's life, is actually like it's like really good acting, where he's like got to mm-hmm. process all these emotions and stuff. right. I I think he's a very very good actor, and I don't think he gets enough credit for it. He was nominated for an Oscar too, but no one talks about that. Uh, for, for Magnolia. Oh, that's right. Which is great, and really great. Um. Well, because he used to have sort of a bigger spectrum of roles, yeah, back he, in the day than he does now. I mean, like nowadays, it's I, just eyes like, wide shut. He was like, "That's all just, like a full on drama." Yeah, it's just like action nowadays. But back in the '90s, especially, like he was doing a lot of different kinds. I'd of I'd like roles. to see him play more villains, more Lestats, and the, whatever the guy from Collateral's name is, and those kind of guys. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. He's got a really good villainous presence to him. He does. I like to let, see him unleash that a little more. Yeah, it's um, funny. I, I seem to be the only person that doesn't quite care for Collateral. And I mean, I, I thought it was really good. I didn't, I'm not like I don't think I'd buy it necessarily. Yeah, it's yeah. got that one great scene where Tom Cruise shoots those guys in that alleyway. Right. Yeah. I keep seeing that over and over. It's like like this is how like you know because Tom Cruise goes to eleven for all of his movies. It's like this like people have analyzed like this is like perfect gun handling and movies and stuff like mm. like I, it's like oh cool like that Tom Cruise knows his stuff. Like I think it starts off really well and then somewhere along Act Two it kind of like loses some steam. And then the ending is sort of like an ending. It's just like, well, there's the ending, guys. So, but I don't know. I, to be honest, I've seen more Michael Mann movies that I don't like than mo- Michael Mann movies that I do like. I can't. Uh, I, uh, I think I, I, mean, I. I've like my Michael Mann experience is not up to snuff. Okay, Heat. Have you seen Heat? Heat's great. Because that was good. Heat's that great. That was a great movie. Um. But Public Enemies was bad. Public, uh, I'm trying to think. Public Enemies, Collateral. Michael Mann. I don't know what else he's done. I mean, he did like Miami Vice. He did that oh, hacker right. movie with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Oh, Black, Black Hat. Black Hat. Right. I heard that was not a black hat. A black black hat hacker named Hathaway. <laughs> That's what I remember from that trailer. It's just like it's a lot of ha sounds in one sentence. Yeah, I heard that was not great. But hey, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. No, I'm just trying to think of other movies he's done. I can't say he did Manhunter, the original uh, Hannibal Lecter movie. Manhunter, Thief with James Caan. He did uh, Insider, which I haven't seen. I heard it's really good. That was good. That was a good one. Which I always got confused with Inside Man for the longest time. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Inside Man's the one with Clive Owen. Uh huh. They robbed the bank, and Insider is I don't know what that is. No, I thought Insider was the Clive Owen movie. No, one. Inside Man. That's the Spike Lee Clive Owen movie. Oh. I didn't like that one. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. I'm not no, that's the wrong one. I'm thinking of the international. No, oh, that's the other Clive that. Owen movie. Fuck. That's directed by Tom Tikver. Fuck that. Oh, movie. Run, run Lola Run fame. 
They and, man. and like a third of Cloud Atlas. I'm not really sure what he did of Cloud with Cloud Atlas. The International, it's like they have a shootout in the Guggenheim for like fucking an hour and a half, I it heard, felt like. I heard that people like that scene. I don't know. Ugh. Just Speaking dra- of movies, I have never, I've never fallen asleep during a shootout movie or during a shootout in a movie. But Shootouts, that like, was the first, that was the one. I find there's a certain point, like action movies, you have to be really aware of, you know, ebbs and flows because there is an, it's really easy to become so action-packed that it becomes too much and you fall asleep. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was watch, remember watching Star Trek Into Darkness and like there's a point in that movie where the action hasn't stopped for like 35 minutes and like, you know, then like the big ship shows up and starts attacking the Enterprise and I was right. like, you know, like I was like, I was like into the movie. I'm like, oh no. Uh. Right, yeah. I just like couldn't handle it anymore. It's like, just let's have a dialogue scene, please. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like 20 minutes of Khan trying to crush Spock's head or whatever, and then punching each other on top of a flying car or something. I, yeah, whatever. It's like, wow, this is so not Spock right now. This is not a Spock. This this is not what Spock does right now. Hmm. Well, you know. Did you hear that the, uh, the search for Spock is over? Because uh, uh, the movie what? is called The Search for Spock. Uh, they found that they're doing Star Trek Discovery to cast Spock again. New Spock. Wait, who? Star, what? Star Trek Discovery, which is a television program. Oh right, cast and then they have Spock, Spock, Mr. Spock, and it's a different actor. It's a new guy. Why? I don't know. I don't care. Who? Whatever. Why not just have whatever? Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Hey, they're gonna do a new Star just, Trek. Just do. With, um. Oh yeah, I bet you're excited about with that. With Jean Luc Picard. Oh, good. First of all, Grand Moff Tarkin Spock. Um. Second of all, that's fun. Are you excited? I forget you, if it's a show or a movie. I think it's a. Sh- I think it's a show. Movie? I heard, I, I, well, show. I heard no, series. It's a show. I heard there's. Yeah. I heard, I heard it's a series. I heard that like they're making like two new Star Trek series for their little. They're just, for, man, they're gonna blow their load. I don't know people. But hey, people are pretty stoked about uh, John Luke Picard coming back. Everyone loves. Fuck yeah! It's like, oh, Mister Data, you blew up in Star Trek Nemesis. <laughs> Who am I gonna talk to all the time, Riker? That sucks. Let's make an old Data. Make a really old. Looking data. We found this data, another data, Mr. Data, in in the desert, in a different desert. But this one, it's been in the sun too long, so it got all <laughs> saggy. It's Brett Spiner looking, but from the year 2019. Um, I hope it's good. Hey, my prayers have been answered. They're going forward in in the timeline. Oh yeah. They're getting they're getting Picard in there. We get to see what happens you after see, Voyager. Uh, uh, you see uh, Picard's shitty son, and he stabs him and kicks him off a bridge. Yeah. Are you talking about Tom Hardy? Or no, no, that was his clone. Oh, yeah, that was his clone. I'm just making a Kylo Ren joke. Oh, yeah. Or if that, they, no, I guess it would be Riker's son, because you can't, it has to be like a side, kind of not the main character, but a side character. But then well, Picard's on an island. Plus, Picard doesn't have any children. I know. I'm so. just joking. Yeah. Picard's on an island and it's like, it's time for Starfleet to die. <laughs> Fuck Starfleet. Dom Luke Picard. And then he shows up to have a battle with somebody, but it's a, it's him as a younger version of himself. Well, it'd be like, you know, he's there and then uh, right before oh, they shoot him. holodeck. Yeah, right before they shoot yeah. him, well, they beam him up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, the big, they shoot all the cans and they get beamed up and he's like, oh, I, I got beamed up. Star Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> this is Star Trek. Welcome to Star Trek, Mr. Data. I hope they have dune buggies. Ooh, <laughs> that'd be fun. Driving everywhere, like in uh, whatever, Nemesis. 
Mm-hmm. All right, Alex. I think uh, I think I'm all juiced out. I think. What do you think? You got you got you got squeezed. Yeah, I got all squeezed out. Mm. What do you think? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you want to hear us do more bad Star Trek impressions, why don't you write us at filmtestyourvoyage.com, <laughs> filmtestyourvoyage@gmail.com, we'll Facebook.com. We'll, we'll send you. We'll send you a we'll demo send tape. Send you sound clips. Uh, of test- <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Facebook.com slash Filtastic Voyage or YouTube on Filtastic Voyage stuff. And uh, we're also on Letterboxd, um, Batman Crothers. I'm Mr. Kerosene. That's M-R, not M-I-S-T-E-R. Uh, Mr. Kerosene, yeah, that's us on Letterboxd. See our movie reviews. Uh, we got some similar ones and some opposing ones. Um, so that's fun. Uh, listen, everybody, we're a part of the, Lim- the uh, Let Me Listen podcast network. All right. It's a bigger podcast network that we're part of. That's on SoundCloud. It's on iTunes. You can uh, you can leave us some comments. Leave us some ratings. Tell your friends about us. All right. Let's yeah. all talk movies. Yeah. If you want to like you know write and stuff like it's like hey how, have you guys ever seen this movie? You should talk about this movie. Yeah. We'll talk about that movie. Actually, yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, you Garan- know, almost guaranteed unless we haven't seen it. Waterworld. Haven't you know, seen it. City of Lost Children. Seen that one. Uh, Lost City of Z or whatever the hell. Lost City of Z. Because they're Zed? British. Oh, yeah. One. Charlie yeah. Hunnam is a good actor. Sometimes. I mean, like, he's in that one. Uh, hey, you should watch Sons of Anarchy and then and then tell me that. Well, I mean, uh, hey, they may, are you going to watch that new spinoff, The Mayans nope. or whatever? I was very disappointed with Sons of Anarchy. But it's a different biker gang. That's true. Hey, you... <laughs> hey, you know what? Sold. Okay. Okay. <laughs> No. Hook, line, uh, sinker. Got him. Listen, if you're going to watch Sons of Anarchy, skip season three, because that is awful. <laughs> skip season one, two, three, four, four five, five six, seven. 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 <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that show. I actually hear it's good, but eh. I don't know. Maybe not from this Anyways, everybody, listen, we've had a great time. We hope you've had a great time, too. We'll see you next time on the Filmtastic Voyage. And see you.